What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I am good. I've had about five coffees already, so I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just had our I don't I don't know who I was messaging. Um, but we had our team appearance sponsorship at a coffee place. So oh. I was like you know, like I'm not paying, I'm not someone who's paying like $7 a day for coffee. I can make it at home. So there I was like, started with the cappuccino, went to a latte. <laughs> I was like, I was like, put some oat milk in there. I was mixing it all up. <laughs> That's awesome. What is yeah. your, what, what, how do you usually make your coffee? Well, we, I mean, it depends on how much of a rush I'm in. Um, they make really good coffee here and we, um, live like a minute from a place. So I usually get some beans from there, just do it in a pot. Um, if I'm feeling bougie, I'll do like pour over one day. Um, but in my, if I'm in a rush, I have like little Nespresso pods that I get for sale off Amazon when you buy them by like 500. Love it. I know I, for a pour over, like every time I order somewhere, it just takes too long. So like yeah. the, the New Yorker in me is like, okay, I'm not going to get that again. It's just exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah. But so how, how does it feel to be back in Kansas? I, I know everybody asks me that I'm, I'm a Cali girl. So initially when I came out here to Kansas, it was hard. Um, just cause you know, it's flat. Like, I don't know which direction is North South. Like there's no landmark to let you know, like which way is which. Um, but obviously now I live with my fiance and just to come back here to like all the friends I made outside of soccer here was great. So it's like, it was a bittersweet return. You know, we had such a good setup in Utah. It was very good. Um, so coming here and now kind of rebuilding again, um, was hard for someone who say like me or when A-Rod was here in our position where we want to be part of like a really good organization and we kind of have to rebuild. So that was hard, but now meeting the owners and knowing how much they're putting into it and hopefully our training facility is here by March. They want it to be, um, you know, I'm stoked. I'm just looking forward to building something. I think this city is really cool and they support sporting really well. So I hope that we can just get that same fan base and support. You know, it's awesome. I mean, do you feel like you have more of a voice? Like, you know, you can help them create the organization in a better way than it was previously. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think um, a lot of it came like, there's no, the only real relationship from the older organization to now is some of the players. I think there's the only ones left actually are me, Desiree Scott and Katie Bowen. The only ones left from that team that were then moved to Utah back here. Um, and Hugh Williams, who was our GM then, and he's still here, but with our new owners, they know how to obviously they're billionaires now, like they know how to make like a very successful um, company. So I'm hoping now that what they see through sporting with their facilities, what soccer players need that they can really start. That. And I do think they want to know um, more on like what the players need. And that's, I think, I think the team that does that really well is Louisville. They have a player relations um, position. And I think that is so important to have on every team because there's girls that have been in world cups, Olympics played overseas. And we, we know at this level what we need to be successful. So 
I think if we get a position like that, it will help so much. And I don't have to speak up every time because I'm pretty sure they're tired of my voice. <laughs> I always wondered why that isn't like just a staple for every program. Yeah. I know there's like, I mean, in, I feel like jobs, non-sports that you have like human resources and stuff like that. And the fact that we don't have those basic positions just shows like, yes, we've come a long way, but we still have so much further to go as a league. And I mean, you guys have played and you know, all the leagues, and this is obviously the one that's survived the longest in the U S but we still have so much more to do. And as we're seeing like problems arising with coaching staffs on certain teams or other things, if there was just if it was okay to constantly speak your mind about what's great about a program and what's not working or what needs change, then these things that come out of what seems like nowhere would not exist because the problems would be being dealt with as they're occurring in real time. Exactly. And I hate for, I mean, being females, a lot of it times it comes, I don't know if I could say this word, but you know, we're like, when it comes from us that's what they're saying and we're constantly like complaining and I'm like like, no we we are only speaking up because we want things to be better we want to be successful here and these are the things that we need and they're like you're needy and I'm like well we're gonna compare it to the men's too because at the end of the day that's the bar that is set and it needs to be equal and that's where we need to get to so it's just I know it's, it's like so frustrating and it is draining that we constantly have to be making these demands. But I think that's, what's so great with our PA coming out and us trying to do our CBA now is that like, we are finally taking a stand. Like we've been saying it all these years and now we women's soccer has been so successful across the world. So I think now is like finally where we can hopefully make some huge strides. Yeah. And I don't care who calls it bitching or whatever. That is yeah. the, the only way that change is going to come is if we talk about the things that yeah. need to change. Otherwise we all just, everything stays the same as it is. And we just sit in silence. Exactly. So, I was she- just going to say that too. Like <laughs> you, it may seem like you're nagging, but like you, the role that you're playing right now is so important for future players coming in mm-hmm. down the line. Exactly. You no, know, in five, 10 years with this league and with this team specifically, like there's going to be players who have the best of the best because of you. So exactly. I think that, like, that's so cool. And although, you know, sometimes it must feel like it sucks, but it's really important. So that's a great like reminder, you know, for all of us that like we had like the 99ers basically didn't get paid anything and they didn't, yeah. like, they had nothing. And I know what they've done, you know, so it's crazy. But so it's what are you insane? what are you looking to do personally for this, you know, this season and maybe even as a team, like, do you have any goals in mind personally or for your team? Yeah. I mean, now, you know, we're not really in a position to stride to make playoffs and all that. We know we're kind of towards the end, but I think one thing for us is when we had that Olympic break, it was, huge for I mean they made a bunch of changes in staff and players and I think one thing for us was okay if this is the new team and what we're going to be going forward how do we how do we make this better for next year yes we don't have a chance now but I think we just still want to be successful and now 80 franchise here and she's like I still hate losing like no matter what it is and I'm like you are just as competitive as me and I love it just know if we throw hands at practice like after we're gonna be good so it just that competitive level, that level of professionalism, just her coming in as well, 
I think we just need to set a new standard and almost, you know, start a new culture here because we are kind of all new. Yes, we're coming back from at when we were FCKC, but then I was still a rookie and I didn't have much of a voice. So now that we've gone through all these things, I think we kind of have like a leadership group with our captain, national team players, even Desi Scott. Yes, she doesn't wear the armband, but she just won a gold medal too. So bringing in all that input to just our team, I mean, you can only control so much with staff. But if we can in our, well, we're in trailers right now, but in our trailer, like if we can create a new culture now that can carry on into preseason next year, I think that is our main goal and what we're trying to do now. I think that's huge. We've actually never talked about that, but I think that's such good advice for people who feel like, all right, the season's already a wash. Like, let's just, you know, throw in the towel. Like it's a time to rebuild. It's a time to grow so that you're prepared for next season and, and, it's not over just, and I love how, cause you guys are competitive. Like you have to continue to be competitive through those games. So mm-hmm. that's great advice. Yeah. I mean, my, my teammates probably get so annoyed with me because even when we're just warming up, like I'm the first one to the cone and I'll look down the line. I'll be like, first, I'll be like, <laughs> low stop. But I'm like that competitive. And I do think that carries on to, you know, rondos and five V two. And when you guys do five V five tournaments, like, that carries on to the field. And so I just hope now that people, I mean, I'm not saying this about my teammates, but I hope that we don't get to a point where we check out because we can truly build now into next year and then be very successful. Like we have great players on this team. We've always had great players. We just need leadership and direction, I think, to be successful. And I honestly want like those playoff bonus checks too. Like, you know, I got stimulus checks. I'm trying to give bonus checks too, you know? (laughs) that's great and so your fiance plays soccer on the men's side right yes what's that like dating male soccer player like in the same city it must be so much fun like you guys be in the same spot for once you know you guys like shit all around the house to each other oh we (laughs) he's sitting here right here too as i'm using his airpods um (laughs) he yeah we he's just as competitive as I am too. So we literally have like games on the iPad. We he's from Honduras. So during quarantine, during COVID, I gave him like an American childhood. I bought like Yahtzee monopoly, like the board games. Um, so he's honestly, I don't know why when we, he has a foosball table. So this was his place. I moved in here. We don't have a dining table. We have a foosball table. So we are like the most competitive people. And I think too, it's just amazing that like we play the same sport because we do like the tech table. We train in the off season together. When we go, he grew up in Denver as well. And when we go back there, there's so many professional players there. We do pick up. So you kind of have to put us on the same team because if you put us against each other, we will literally murder each other. And nobody has fun from that. That's how competitive we are. So when other people are involved, we'll play on the same team. Like we even just randomly played like cornhole last night against two of his teammates. And we were even talking, talking trash then. So it's, it's super, it's very fun. And, you know, you get friends outside of soccer. Like, you know, you get stuck in your team, you love your team, but sometimes you just, you need to completely get away from it. So it's so much fun, but yeah, I mean, we survived COVID together. So I think if we can do that, I think we're set for life. 
I was going to say, if you purchase board games and you guys survived quarantine <laughs> with each other without someone killing the other person, it's a testament to a successful. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, so do you guys play like do you get to watch each other's games or are you often playing so much that you don't get to go to each other's games? Yeah, no, we've actually gotten a good amount of games this year. Um, next year, I don't know if you guys saw, we're both going to be playing in Children's Mercy Stadium. So that I was kind of working out like, oh, I hope they don't do like on the weekend. I'm away. He's home. So we never get to see each other because I truly enjoy watching sporting play. I don't know if you guys watch sporting all, but, but their style of play is so impressive. And they, I know why they're so good because they, I mean, they run like 10 miles every training in preseason. So the way they press, the way they move the ball, it's amazing to watch. And then obviously Roger's out there. So I have a little more personal um, connection to that, but I love the way they play. And what I love about him, he's very experienced as well. He went to Olympics, World Cups, and he when he watches our games, he won't, he won't break every little thing down, but he'll tell me like one little thing that I can prove in my game. And I just completely appreciate that. And that's why I'm still playing because I know I can develop and be a better player. I don't think I'm at my peak. So I just want to continue to learn and develop my game. And he definitely helps with that as well. I was going to say, is there a fine line that you guys have between critiquing each other and supporting each other? And are there ever days where you're like, I want you to critique me or I want you to just literally blindly support me? <laughs> I think, yeah, blindly support. I would hope that he would never like lie to me about my game. Like I, I, he's very honest with that. And I obviously trust his opinion because he is a pro as well. Um, but no, I tend to not, I don't critique him. I'd speak more of like their game, their whole team. Whereas him, like I ask him to like focus on me. And then I think I kind of get protective because when he talks about my teammates, I'm like, bro, don't talk about them like that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, I, I, those are my teammates. I can talk trash about them, but you can't, you have to respect them. But no, he, I think we, we know we're at the stage where like, we don't, we don't get offended by anything. We don't take anything personally. It's like truly beneficial, I think. How do you, do you have any tips for other, like any of our listeners right now who are dating athletes, like how to best support each other? Like, I mean, you just gave great advice there, but anything like specific that you think would help people? Yeah. I mean, just know who the individual is, you know, I can describe positions. Like I think a number nine usually is like a striker. They need a squirrel to go. So they're like very about themselves. Obviously they're doing it for the team, but I think like for number nine, you hype them up, you tell them good things, you get their confidence up. Whereas like, if it's a number, you know, a number six or a center back, they might just need a hug. Yeah, so I think truly no, I don't want to say love language, but it is kind of like that. Like I know who he is when he's on the field and I know who he is when he steps off the field. I know I'm a psycho and he knows that. So it's just knowing who you are as an individual can, I think, help the athlete even more because at the end of the day, as soon as we step off the field and get home, I think that's when we need our most love. It's kind of like horoscopes, like your position. What, yeah. What do you think as a midfielder? What's your like love language then? I think my love as the way I play as a midfielder, I just need support. Mm -hmm. I tell my teammates that all the time, like 
I don't want to dribble the ball all the way down the field. I want to ticky tacky with you, play the ball through and let you get the glory. Like I will be there to hold you up, but I just need you to help me help you. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I think we've kind of developed it here. And then on my team, like all my teammates know that. I love that. This, this is making me think I'm going to make a quiz for our, <laughs> our followers to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out. I know. Do those little, what, like those Facebook surveys yeah. back in yes. the day. What yeah. Disney character are you? Yeah. <laughs> I still do them. I'm still like, what is that? Like I'm on BuzzFeed like at 3 a.m. Like I can't make this quiz to figure out what chocolate bar I am. Yeah, but oh. the, worst is, the worst is when you get one that doesn't make sense and then you have to take the quiz again. Yeah, to prove yeah. who you are. Yeah, you're like, mm, I'm actually not that. And then yeah. you try and change your answers. Yeah. Like, are you lying to yourself or is the yeah. algorithm just wrong? I don't know. What um? Have you always played midfield? Um, yes and no. Like, I think that's where they always put me, but you know, when you're a rookie on a new team and they want to put you on the field, like where can they fit you in? So at sky blue, actually where it was sky blue in the times where I was initially drafted, they had me at like left back at one point. I was like, homie, I don't know if you know me or if you watched any of my film, but that ain't me. So I was just whatever. They tried me there, didn't work. And then they put me at a uh, left winger. And I was like, all right, I can do this. But I never say no. I never, I'm never like, all right, no, thank you. I'd rather sit out than be here. No, I will play wherever you put me. But as, you know, people retire, get traded, I eventually end up in the midfield as well. And that's, that's the one I love the most because I like to be constantly around the ball, I can defend. I prefer not to, but I also really like to attack. So that's, that's why I love the midfield for sure. What do you, do you have any advice for other midfielders? Like, is there something that you find helps elevate your game, whether it's in training or on your own? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to like promote technique on here, but, but like for sure, um, that's one thing I've done on my own. Like when I go back home to California and Rancho Cucamonga we don't really have like soccer fields and stuff so I'm just in the yard doing those little touches because I think that's huge when you're a midfielder you need to be so comfortable on the ball in the tightest of situations under pressure and I think that's just one thing that's helped me because I trust my touch more than you know trying to beat a player or whatever I just know that my touch is good um and then, yeah, I mean, just playing. For me, it's always playing. If I can get in any pickup game anywhere around the world, I will do that because that's that's where it comes, the quick touches. Like, you don't you don't know if that person's like a slide tackler or someone's just going to let you go in street ball. So that's my things are definitely like get your touches on your own, whether it's juggling, kicking against the wall, using the Technia app, or, you know, just – than playing in any pickup game. I think those are the two things that have definitely helped me develop my game on my own. I actually love that because, I mean, even back when we played in college, there were no apps for training your te- with yeah. your technical abilities and skills. Like it wasn't a thing at all. So I yeah. think the TechMate app is fantastic. It's actually um, campers who sign up for our camps get it for free. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Pretty cool. But like, this is like something that players should be utilizing. And I know yeah. soccer has his training app. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's so, it's so awesome to just have it at your fingertips, you know? And I also just love your passion for always wanting to play and better yourself. And like you were saying, playing pickup with random people, like it's the best. And in small spaces, it's a great way to work on your game. So that's great. Yeah. And Roger and I too, whenever we travel, we bring, you know, like those little size four, I think it's a four. We, we don't, we definitely don't bring a five, but we bring like a size four ball with us and we're either juggling on the beach and some people will pop in, but it's like just those little touches. You don't realize you're developing your game and we will slowly build it. We're like, okay, this round is just two touch. This round is one touch. And it's, we're having so much fun. I mean, we're in a bikini. Well, I'm in a bikini. He's in his trunks and we're just on the beach having fun. And you don't realize like any little thing you do can help develop your game. Yeah. We talk about this all the time on here, but like doing things because you you're having fun keeps you playing. Like it keeps yes. you playing. And when the fun gets sucked out of it, which, which sometimes it does in soccer, you have to really remind yourself of why you're playing in the first place. So exactly. I wish we could all be playing on a beach right now. I feel like the weather's really changing. And Bro, I've been in crazy. Kansas city for like eight, nine months now. <laughs> I'm like, get me to a beach. Yeah, <laughs> true. You're nowhere near one. <laughs> not, not one. Like I looked on a map when I was first coming to Kansas City, and it's dead center. Really, I have to dead look center. on the map where Kansas is. Honestly, I but know. Good luck. I drove through <laughs> at one point, but yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody says. Even my hometown in freaking California, they're like, I drove through Rancho Cucamonga once, and I'm like, yeah, you don't stop in these places. You you keep going. Well, we're going to stop. Next time we drive through, we'll stop. We'll come to one of your games. Yes, please do. We were saying, here. I think we were, we were talking to um, Bethany Bowser. Like we mm-hmm. wish they did all double headers because it'd be so fun for you guys to play back to back. So you guys can see yeah. each other's games and like the fans can go to both games. So exactly. And that game, that Seattle game was where they did it at was incredible. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I ho- I hope they can here. We've already talked about doing well. Players, we don't talk to like marketing or anything, but we were like, they need to do double headers. We did it in Australia. They do it in the Australian league all the time. So I'm like, yeah, doing it here too would be so good. And I know people would come. Like there was, I think there was one game. Um, we've actually had. We're in two different stadiums, but our stadiums are not even a mile away. So they had a game, the men had a game first and they just walk, everybody like walked over to our game. And I was like, this is perfect. Well, next year they should just have you guys do double headers with the yes. men's. Yes. That's what we're, we're like, they need to do that for sure. And I don't know how often they can, because they're also like so anal about their field. Mm. So I don't know how that will work, but yeah, I'll. Maybe they'll listen to our podcast and they'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you cool if we do some rapid fire? Of course. Favorite pump up song or artist? Um, My song forever will be Annie Up. I don't know why I can't think of who it's by, but you know, the song is like Annie Up. (laughs) Like that one always gets me hyped. I think like it was in the whatever dance battle movie too, but that one's forever hype. I think I can crumb, but I can't, but it's wild. It's funny how I feel like we have pump up songs even when we played in like college and then they just stay our same. Yes, 100%. They are COO asked me like, loads their playlist like the girls would want. And I'm like, you guys send me the songs you would play in your college locker room because those were the best. 
Yep. I can't be having these TikTok songs on here. Like, no, no, no. It doesn't get me hyped. I want to be out here like savage, like doing it while I'm warming up. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Do you have a favorite moment as a pro player? I would say my favorite moment for sure was um, in Utah. We had my first year. Um, my brother passed away during that season. And the following season, in the very first game, my dad, like a bunch of my family was able to make it out there. And I had scored. And this is just when I had put my brother's name on the inside of my jersey, like over my heart. So I scored. I run over to them. And I was just kind of like pointing to them. And it was just like a very like, you know, full circle kind of moment just within our family. We all felt it. And it was just a beautiful like moment for me. I love wow. that. That's probably the best answer I've heard of that. I love that. That's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was very special. And I was like, oh man, you know, you got to kind of like pull your shorts over like the little love handles. And I was like flexing. I was like, this better be a cool pick. Someone better be taking a pick. <laughs> you got to send us the pick. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll try and find it. I, it was, I mean, obviously in the moment I wasn't thinking about a pick. I was thinking yeah. about like having that moment with my dad. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, cool. someone for sure had to have it because our media team was great in Utah too. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Ice cream has to be Ben and Jerry's half baked. Yep. You guys don't understand. Like I don't go grocery shopping. I go ice cream shopping. <laughs> and if we run out in the house, we have this ice cream shop. That's like 0.3 miles away. And we, it's frozen custard here actually. And that, cause that's Roger's favorite. And we've gone so often, like they give us gift cards to come. <laughs> they know you by it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, they even give us like the hats they wear during work. And I'm like, I'm not going to wear this, but thank you. Thank you so much. I would rather take some more ice cream. <laughs> we want you to be ambassadors. Uh, and I'm like, I'm down. Like, I, I hate that at this point, you know, I think there's still that gender, you know, difference where men can promote alcohol and like the bad stuff, but with women, like you have to be healthy. You can't do that stuff. And I'm like, nah, scratch that. Like I'm a pro now. I'm a grown woman. I can promote what I want because I want free stuff. And that's the stuff that I want. Yeah. <laughs> if you want Bud Light and custard, you can promote that. 100%. <laughs> I know who I am. I need the world to also know who I am. <laughs> um, do you have any superstitions? Superstitions. I, I want to say I don't, but like, you know, I tend to do trends and habits. So like one weird thing for me is like, I always have to make the bed in the morning or day might be messy. Like my bed is, or I tend to always put like my left sock on, you know, for games before my right. And it's just like weird things that mean nothing to me, but I know that I've consistently done. So I'm like, I can't be a fraud and say, I don't, because I do do these things. And I'm, I'm too wuss enough to like try the other way. So I would say those are my superstitions. A accidental, unintentional superstitions. Yeah. Like what's in my um, subconscious? I don't oh, know. Did I just it's freeze? scary. Don't go there. <laughs> um, we probably already know the answer to this question, but what's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal? Oh, man. Well, if that. ice cream counts like that, but I have that every single day. So 
I don't know if I'm cheating every day. That's bad. Like that's just a habit at this point. But my, see, this is the other thing. Like I don't have a cheat meal because I know I'm going to run 10 miles tomorrow. So I eat, obviously I'm not like eating, you know, like fried chicken every day. That's like once a week, but like I tend to eat what I want because I know I'm going to be working out and working hard and I'll, I'll filter in some healthy meals every now and then. All right. So if you were, you played an amazing game and you're going to go have any post game meal that you want, what would your post game meal be? Uh, probably like wings and pizza for sure. And like a fat beer. (laughs) Wow. That sounds so good right now. Right. Like what time is it? Is any bar open? I would love some bar food. But that's the beauty, like our, one of our, like our original shirts was all running off later. Yes. Yeah. As athletes, you can still enjoy, like, you know, you're going to work out. So it's okay to have like that balance of exactly. and then going to have wings. Like Exactly. And that's another thing too. You have to know like who, who, what your body is and who you are. Like some people can't do that. And then yeah. other people, like they eat all the trash food and don't gain a pound. Like you just have to know where you're at. And if you can't actually eat that and run the next day, I think I've trained my body to be able to process that. So luckily for college, college was great for that. And, you know, I've just continued to be that way. And I love it. Love it. And do you have a favorite team to watch? I would say, um, Barcelona men and women are two of my favorite teams to watch. Um, it's hard to watch international games for women sometimes, like trying to find those links, but we have Fubo TV because you get so much soccer. So I love that. Um, I tend to, for the EPL, like I tend to watch Man City more, but honestly, like I, I just have all the soccer games on. Like, I, I don't know if you guys saw just on my story, I already had four games up of like the Carabao Cup. What even is that? I don't know, but it's soccer and I had it up and I just love watching the games. Um, Who's your favorite teammate to train with? Favorite teammate to train with. So that's another thing for me, like depends obviously what the drill is, but Desiree Scott, because she's a, a six, a midfielder, I've played with her now for six years. Just playing with her is so much fun because I think we have that same mentality. We got to win the ball back. She's a six. And then she wins it and she just kind of knows that I need, I know that I need to be around her because she wants to find me. So we like to play quick and also like, we'll go and tackle someone. So being with her in majority of like training, I love to have her on my team and then striker wise. Well, was a rod. Like I knew I could just like dish it to a rod when we were around, like she'll just sit up there and I'll be like, all right, we got this. We'll give it to you. But creating those, little relationships with like your strikers, like Darian now, uh, Darren Jenkins, Kristen Hamilton coming here, like having them around to press the ball and then win it and score. I love building those relationships and training too. I was going to say, when you get to like know each other so well that you know exactly the type of ball that person wants or yeah. what they wanted to, it becomes a lot more fun to play with each other. For 100%. Sure. Desi said to me the other day in training, we were doing four before she was like, Lo, are you in my head? You took one step to where I needed you to take it. I was like, girl, it's also just like knowing the game, but I, I own that compliment for sure. I was like, yeah, I've been watching you. I know your style. I, I mean, like, 
Do you, uh, who's the teammate who makes you laugh the most? Teammate who makes me laugh the most. There's, I mean, there's a bunch. I, this team, like we've been through the ups and downs the last couple of years. So I, I've gotten really close to a bunch of them. Um, but it, it's also sad because a lot of them have gotten like traded away or cut like the most changes on our team this year. I would say though, like Elizabeth ball is very similar to me with humor. She's hilarious. Um, I would say Corsi, like, I don't know if I'm just laughing like at some of her Scottish lingo, but she's funny to me. Um, yeah, Gabby Vincent, like there's so many girls now, 80 French, like she came out here, was busting out dance moves. And I was like, chill, you just got here, but I love it. I love it. Keep going, keep going. But we, I think we all just kind of keep each other humble and we like poke each other. It's so much fun, but I, I love this team. Like that's what we're not very, we haven't been very successful, like on the table or in matches, but we have so much fun off the field together. And who's your biggest role model? My biggest role model. So, I mean, growing up, you have like an inspiration stuff, but one person for me when I came to uh, FCKC um, was Yael Averbush. She was someone who right off the bat was training before training, training after training. You know, she was constantly, she's the most technical person I know. She would like casually hit these bangers upper V from like half field. She was just the ultimate professional. And I actually, my rookie year when I came here, she already had a roommate. She had Heather O'Reilly, you know, whatever. Okay. I can be second to Heather O'Reilly. But when Heather left to um, Arsenal, I actually ended up living with y'all and just knowing her professionalism off the field. And she was the initial one to start like our players association. She was sitting there, you know, trying to get players free coaching courses and just help transition them to after soccer stuff. So I think she is the definition of never leave a place the same way you got there. You have, if you're leaving a place, you ought to leave it better than when you first got there. And I think she's forever been one of my biggest role models. And I, I call her mom, but I think she knows like that's because it's out of respect. Like she, I just look up to her and everything she does is amazing. And for other people, and she also just created the most beautiful baby girl, like the happiest baby girl. And I'm like, that's because you and Aaron are just good vibes only. And you do what you can for this sport and other people. So Shout out to her and don't let her see this because I've never given her this many compliments in public before. We're sending this to her. We're sending <laughs> stamp of this. I hope she just does. I feel like she doesn't have time for podcasts. So I'm just hoping she doesn't hear this. But shout out to you, y'all, if you hear this. <laughs> no, she's incredible. Like I love everything you said. It's so true. And she's really changed the game for the better. So she's someone I think we all appreciate and respect and just can't wait to see what she does next. Like, she's yeah. going to stop. Yeah. Um, this next question's tough. What's the okay. question you wish you were asked during interviews? Oh, man. This is so funny because I just, we're doing this lowdown for my team. So I interview all my teammates. And my last rapid question to them was, what's something you would want the fans to know about you that you don't know? And for me, I honestly, like, I... I can't think of anything because I am like, what you see is what you get with me. So if you don't know it, like 
it probably didn't happen because I've probably already told eight people about it already. Oh, I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to think of something. I think one thing that I can say um, is just find something that you need to work on yourself. So for me, I've told my team this, like, because I'm such a direct person, sometimes people can't be addressed like that. You know, sometimes people don't want to be called out in the whole group. And they're those people that need to be taken aside or need to be need their time to process things. And for me, being raised just by my dad with a brother, it was a very like, you know, masculine household. And it was no crying, be tough. And I think that's just how I've been. So I think at this point now where it's come to, you know, everybody's focusing on mental health, everybody's dealing with their own issues. Some you can't be in people's face all the time. So one, that's one thing I would say I'm working on. I need to, you know, maybe read the room, read the person and just, if they need help, they'll ask for it. And they just need time to process things. And I need to just be put in time out for a little bit and let them figure it out. And I don't need to be the one doing it all the time. So I would say just figure out what you can work on yourself and do that because that will help also the people around you. I love that. You have a great sense of self-awareness, which I appreciate. I've been told that and I'm like, thank you, but I've also can be very obnoxious. So just, I just need some time. Like I said, I need support around me. I need someone to be like, low, lock it up. And I'll be like, <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'll be like, oh, fair. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. What is the career that you would have if you did not play soccer? The career I would have if I did not play soccer. Well, I want to say another athlete. I would probably be paid just as little. Um, but I am like a very athletic person. But besides that, when I was at Stanford, I majored in engineering and I absolutely loved my major. It was so much fun. It was very hands on. I'm a very numbers oriented person. So I was like, what do you mean essay count? I have to write 20 pages that I knew that wasn't for me. When I had to take a psych course, I was like, nah. So I knew it was going to be numbers and I would actually love to be, to work in a product design firm, you know, bring in what you want me to work on. We'll create a customizable piece, what you, um, make it comfortable, happy for you, all that stuff. That's ideally what I would do, but I haven't, you know, been that I, this is my seventh year in the league and I just need to go back to school. So ideally that what that's what it would have been and I would have been making money <laughs> that's amazing I like we've had engineer friends on our team that had to like stop playing soccer because it was yeah. so hard and it was hard yeah. to keep up with the schoolwork so I mean it's really cool that you have experience in that and something you can still do beyond the game yeah. or even on the side like anything like that I don't know but that's really awesome yeah. And we have, so Roger and I own a couple properties and we're remodeling a few right now. So it's like, I can tell them those basic things, but if you were to be like, Oh, all this, like, is, do these meet the safety pr protocols and all that? I'm like, I don't know, but it looks good. So I feel like if I can go back into, you know, just learn, just refreshing some things, I think that would be so helpful in our business. And then we wouldn't have to hire as many people and, you know, pay out other people, but who knows? I, I think soccer right now is just my complete and true passion and houses right now are my side hustles. So maybe when I start to 
you know, get towards the end of my career, I can really focus on that. One last question. What is your biggest soccer girl problem? Oh my God. My biggest soccer girl problem right now specifically is because we don't have, um, showers at training. I am the sweatiest of sweaty players. Like I walk outside in this humidity armpit stains, like I sweat everywhere. So that's not even the real problem though. The real problem is when I go home in my sweaty attire and I get off of my car seat and it is stained from my sweat. That is my true soft girl problem. You need to put a towel down. On oh, your- I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. But then at one point I run out of towels, you know, like then I got to do more laundry. So no, if, if the organization doesn't give you guys showers, you should have them pay for seat covers. For yeah, I, I am putting that in my reimbursement form yeah, right now, right, right after we hang out. Great invention, like athletic seat covers, because yeah. even like for high school and college, when you go back into your car after playing, I think we're on something. And yeah. yes. I think you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write that down as well. <laughs> I'll include you in the patent. Exactly. Sponsored by soccer girl problems. <laughs> awesome yeah man gosh well thank you so much for coming on you're yeah hilarious and awesome and you're so passionate <laughs> about the game and we love it um yeah i was like i don't know where this podcast was gonna go today but i hope they're ready for we it didn't either <laughs> that's the beauty of it we're like let's just see where it takes us it makes it more i fun. love that i love that <laughs> we can't wait to continue watching you crush it yeah no thank you and thank you guys for having me on i mean you guys have been Obviously, you've grown from what you guys started at to what you are now is insane. And I hope you guys just have some time to like ever reflect on that. I mean, I know you have appearances every other day, too. But just know like you guys have grown the sport just as much. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, you too. All righty, listen up. If you didn't know that we have swag... Where have you been? Living under a rock? You can get 25% off our t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatpants, keeper gloves, the whole list goes on. If you use code PODCAST25 at checkout on SoccerGirlProbs.com today. That's S-O-C-C-E-R-G-R-L-P-R-O-B-S dot com. And use the code PODCAST25. I repeat, PODCAST25 at checkout.